Hello, everyone. Just to make you aware, we do spoilers on this show. So if you haven't seen the film that we're discussing, I'd recommend going and checking it out before listening. If you're happy to hear spoilers, then carry on. If not, check us out, check out the film, and come back to us when you're ready. Hello and welcome back to another recording of Clapperboard Climax, your weekly fix of nonsensical conversation about films we love. As ever, I am Dan, your semi-host for the episode. I'm joined oh, by my co-conspirators, Joe. Hello. And Anna. Did you Google that word? No, I did not. I came up with that on the spur of the moment, which I think is painfully obvious. What, the word semi? No, I don't even know what it was. What I should have... Co-conspirators. Your co-conspirators. No. I should Something have said else. semi-host, shouldn't I? Nonsensical. I think this is the quickest we've ever gone off tangent. It's taken all <laughs> sorry, of seven Sorry, 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 carry on. Um, but welcome to another episode. This week we are going to be discussing, in my opinion, the always excellent film, The Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. Um, Joe is going to do (laughs) Joe is going to do the synopsis for us this week, but before he does, let's talk about quizzes and clues and who has guessed correctly this week. Before before the quiz, we didn't do something last week. (gasps) That last week was our 10th episode. Ooh. We are now in double figures. We're in double figures. So today is our 11th episode. Um, but yeah, uh, in terms of quizzes, I'm, I made it a little bit harder this week because last week we got a few more and now we've only got one. <laughs> and I made it a little too hard because I did it with a, a bell ring. Nice, I saw that. And then, and then it was, um, it was uh, Lord Farquaad. Yes, yeah, yeah. Or the Lord part, and then it was the New Zealand flag, which I thought uh, Anna would appreciate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so can you guess the only person that guessed correctly? Human centipede. It isn't the human. Is that what you're calling them? Yeah, because I can never remember what it is. <laughs> the I'm curious. Sure very happy about that. It's surely but the it's, curious. It sounds cinephile. similar. It is indeed the curious cinephile. However, um, the um, they've been listening to the podcast because what did they guess before? Um, before Lord of the Rings. Shrek. No, sour grapes. Aye, nice. Literally, nice. it was sour grapes. No, sorry, um, Tinkerbell. <laughs> no, uh, more yeah. more outside of the box than that than Tinkerbell. Um, so we also found out why. Um, I still am none the wiser though as to why they guessed sour grapes in the first place. He's given us the reason, but. I still don't understand. Come on. I guessed that as I thought it was a Larry David film. Oh, uh, okay. But okay. I didn't put... It, it It wasn't Larry David that I posted. It was <laughs> It was <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> so well, unless they're confusing the two... I'm going to anyway. have to do some research now. This is me lost for the rest of this episode. I'm going to be doing <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't that, know what you're on about. I love it. No, so honest, last though. last week instead of B movie. Uh, no, I got uh, that bit. All oh, right, okay. That's I fine. don't know who Lazar is. Oh, Larry, Larry David. He does. Um, I used to do uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mm. No. <laughs> no. No. Shall I? Shall I set off on on a journey with oh. the um with the Nopsis? Love, with the nopsis, yes. Get Indeed. the nopsis out of the way, Joe. And I love that you started off by saying, shall I start the journey? Okay. I'm going on an adventure. That's that's the wrong film. <laughs> um, so 
for those of you that don't know, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, is the first installment in a trilogy of films based on the books by J.R.R. Tolkien. Um, it centers around a group or a fellowship of people um, led by Gandalf the Grey, the wizard, who has sent Frodo Baggins a... Uh, is he? He's not. He's not the son. Is he like the the nephew of Bilbo? He's. I think in the film they say that Bilbo's his uncle. Yeah. Uh, I think they might be cousins or something in the book. I've not read the book for so long, but right. yeah, nephew and uncle is good. Oh, yeah. good. I'm glad I wasn't the only one who wasn't sure. It's a, essentially he sends him on a on a journey to take the Ring of Power, which has been forged by the Lord Sauron, um, back to its birthplace at Mount Doom as that is where it can can finally be destroyed. Um, along the way, he meets various characters. So you've got Samwise, who um, joins along because he ain't been dropping no eaves, um, <laughs> which is my favourite line in the whole thing. Um, I've got a better one. Okay. Um, I'll, tell, the, I'll tell you later. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. Uh, and then is caught up with Merry and Pippin, Um to other hobbits that uh, join them, and then they, the fellowship is created when they go to, um, oh, I've forgotten what it's called now. Hmm. It's not Lothlorien; it's the other one, Rivendell. 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 Yeah, Rivendell. Um, yeah. The um, and they meet Elrond and um, the elves there, and they are joined by. Um, Aragorn and Legolas and Gimli and Boromir, and they form the um, the Fellowship, and they set off on that journey. Essentially, mm-hmm. we'll go through plot, kind of more detailed plot, I guess, as as we go through. Yeah, but that's 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 the long and short of it. Yes, which mm. is uh, I think a very good synopsis. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> So, so opening thoughts. I think we know what Dan thinks. Yeah, just um, just for clarity, this was my choice of film on our combined list. So, top tens. Uh, yeah, top tens. So it's already a winner in my opinion. Um, I didn't know what Joe would make. I didn't even know if he'd seen it until we were speaking about it, sort of last week or the last couple of weeks. Uh, Anna, you are the wild card <laughs> in this particular <laughs> expedition. So uh, as, gonna... as always, as always, <laughs> as always. I don't know what that means, but yeah. Um, well, I'd seen it sort of when it first came out, which was what? What year did it come out? I think it was two thousand and one. I think it's twenty yeah. years yeah. old. I saw it ages ago, and I remember at the time I was bored, but that's because hmm. when I was that age, I was a twat, so <laughs> probably didn't appreciate anything um, other than getting pissed on WKD Blues. Um, Classic. But no, I quite enjoyed it. I did enjoy it, and I do feel like I need to watch the next two. Um, they are just very long, and as you guys know, my attention span is um, fairly short. Especially if you're watching the extended editions. <laughs> no, I don't know. Look, it's the one that I found on Now TV. So I, it, whatever it was. On oh, the Now TV one is the theatrical version. That's what I watched. Well, okay, I swear it came. It said at the top three hours and 48 minutes. And I thought, you absolute joker, Dan. <laughs> it's a con. It I don't yeah, even so like it. I've just made you no, watch it. No, it's um, two hours. I didn't think it, it didn't seem like it was that long. Although it I definitely stopped No, like the, um, the one on Now TV is just the theatrical version, mm. which is like two hours something. Okay. Theatre edit. No. Um, less than three hours, yeah. I enjoyed it for me because I know I've probably mentioned this loads of times and it was a lot of like New Zealand nostalgia because I've been on the Lord of the Rings tour even though I hadn't really seen any of them I've still been on it and (laughs) as I told you guys before that I had um, a relationship with someone whose family looked after the horses that were on that movie and we went up to uh, a place called Lake Clearwater where I think it was is it Rohan? Yeah Okay, that's really cool. Where that was, um, so I spent a lot of time up there, and it was always like drilled into my head that you know you need to appreciate this place because of the Lord of the Rings, and obviously at the time I didn't, 
but <laughs> I do now. So for those reasons, for nostalgia, I did enjoy. It. And yeah, no, it's you know, it is. It's good. It's a good story. There's loads of things that I thought were silly, mm-hmm. but we can go into we can and, go into those later. Into not, really, not really silly, not really silly, but just like because it made me laugh, which I'm not <laughs> sure it's supposed to be a comedy. And obviously, I love Sean Astin, so that made me happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Big Goonies fan. Massive Goonies. If I had to say my favorite film in the world, it would be Goonies. He uh, he brings some of that energy. He looks so young, though. Bless him. I know. I know. It's um, Well, this is what so, not surprised me, but when I sat down to watch it, I was going, this film is 20 years old. I, was like, mm-hmm. I remember going to see this when I was 11 with my friends from school, and it's like, oh, my goodness. It's, it's a long, mm-hmm. long time. Well, he was in, um, what's it called as well, like most recently, uh, Stranger Things. Mm. Oh! And that broke my heart. Yeah, and well, that, that I it, it did for me as well. But she was such a good thing character. Broke my heart more was I saw like on Facebook there was someone responding to a tweet I think it was where they had said, um, oh, "What's he called?" Oh yeah, so he plays Doug Whitmore in um, Fifty First Dates. Yes, he does, yeah. Like his brother. Um, yeah, Drew Barrymore's brother. And someone had like posted on Twitter about Stranger him and Stranger Things and saying, Oh, I can't believe like they killed Doug in um No, they killed Mikey. Well, that's the thing. This oh, is well, I guess for you it would be about... they killed Yeah, exactly. Someone someone commented saying <laughs> um Samwise Gamgee did not carry Frodo up the up Mount Doom for you to be to, to call him <laughs> to call him Doug. Like, <laughs> it's just like because his name's Mikey, so whatever. And he's actually been in loads of other good films. I, I think I've to be fair. I think I've only seen Goonies like what once oh, when I was a kid. So I don't really remember. Okay, that's I'll save all my Goonie stuff for the week that we do for Goonies. Yeah. Okay. Which might not ever happen because it definitely will. Not giving anything away. Well, you know. Like... Yeah, but they don't know when it's going to be. This is the thing. I don't know when it's going to be. No, exactly. <laughs> I like to think that, for all of us. that week to week, at least one of us in this group doesn't know what we're meant to be watching. Always... Usually me. <laughs> it makes it makes it more enjoyable. Definitely. But yeah, I I absolutely love this film. I think, like, yeah, that's good. I, I remember it from when I like when it first came out, and I think I've, it's on a par with in terms of most watched, with Back to the Future, that I don't, I don't think, I definitely can't count how many times I've watched it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think like. Weirdly, I I don't think it's the best of the three, but mm. that is personal you preference. Have to watch the other two, then. You are going yeah, to have ab- to. Like, I will. No, I will. I will. It's just the third for me is 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 an absolute masterpiece, and it was like the first film that I like manly cried at. Nice. That was like nice. kind of. I'm not sad. It's like the oh, like just... I imagine like older people. But like older guys felt when they watched Braveheart, maybe. Yeah, yeah. That kind of ah, thing. Um, but also, like, like I, I, like, I just love the symbolism in it. And obviously, it's based on the book. So realistically, it's it's the book that's done this more than the film, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it's it's just the like the allegory and stuff, and especially like I don't know how Tolkien like just managed to write a, a, an entire world. Like, not even, like, if you read The Silmarillion, mm. it's ridiculous. Like, nobody not, like nobody can know everything about that world. But, like, j- just the allegories with, like, power and the idea that men are essentially just drawn to power and they can't help it. And it's this kind of 
it's this thing that's above all of us. I just think it's really powerful. Mm. And like the way in which good triumphing over evil and not just like, like there are real consequences to their action. Like it's just, I, I think it's great. I think it might be like the Finding Nemo episode where we're just talking about things that are great. This is, yeah, um, what I thought. That I thought, I know that probably for at least two of us, it's going to be a bit of a, a fan episode. Um, which is why I'm really pleased that Anna, you've enjoyed watching it as well this week, um, because I would agree. We have questions though. Oh well, f- we will get round to questions, and we will get okay. round to points okay, that, that make. And you I laugh. expect some excellent answers. Well, I we will from try and drop fan. some knowledge from the super fans. Like see, yourself. I uh, <laughs> oh, you're too kind. You're too kind. Um, I agree thing. with <laughs> not a good thing. Um, I agree with Joe that actually in the What's in the, the well. Ah. But not completely. We're going to disagree in our agreement Ooh. that um, in the, the 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 trilogy, my favourite one is actually the second one. Mm-hmm. But I picked this one because I, th- I think for me this is the best one of the three, or at least it's maybe the best one in terms of I remember watching them and have got friends who have watched them and and this is the one I think is almost easiest to follow. I think after the first one, it kind of goes down two different paths. And I know. I'll struggle, I know. I'll struggle well, then. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Um, yeah, it's not complicated. It's, yeah, it's, um, it is just two different paths, which is very obviously what happens at the end of this film when the fellowship breaks. Spoiler alert in case you've not read the classic 20th century novel, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but. But I, I just think this is the the best one of the three, even though it's not my favourite. And I think there is so much of what you just said, Joe. Like the world of Tolkien is epic, and yet this film does such a good job of taking an audience and just putting you straight into the middle of here's where we are, here's why we're here. You don't need to know this, you do need to know that. Off we go, adventure begins. Mm. Because the the title, not the title crawl, that's wrong. Um, the opening sequence where it talks about the last battle of elves and men and sauron and the ring it's five to ten minutes long and yet in terms of book space and time and history in his world you're talking hours and hours and of reading and years and years of story and like it's literally like this happened this happened this happened boom we're at a hobbit birthday party this is where you want to be (laughs) (laughs) and yet it doesn't feel like someone's bolted something unnatural onto the start It just works. It was a, it was a great opening scene, I have to say. Like the battle scene was great. I was I was actually drawn in straight away, mm. which mm. for me is <laughs> it's quite <laughs> difficult to keep my attention. But yeah, no, I was hooked from the start. Lost it a little bit halfway through, but that's because mm-hmm. I was hungry. No, well, you know, these things do happen. These things yeah. do happen. Um, I think I remember going to the cinema to see it, and I think. By halfway through, you know, normally that's the point where you finish your popcorn. You're thinking, what can I get next? Can I get <laughs> nachos? Have you ever been to a film where they actually have a break? Because yes. I definitely, I'm trying to remember, there's definitely only once in my life there's been a break. And I can't remember. I think it, I want to say it was Titanic, but Titanic's not that long, is it? Maybe no, it's, it is. It's Maybe it's three hours. It's, but there, it's like pushing, two and a half hours. Pushing three hours, surely. Yeah. I think there was a break in Titanic. Was there not a break in this one? No. There wasn't. Um, the only, the only film that I, the only film that I've ever had a break in was it was the cinema, not the film, um, and that was just. It well, was that's a, what I mean. Yeah, it was the cinema. Yeah. yeah. So, if you went to see this at one of the big multiplexes, it's just a clean run straight through. Okay. Starts finish. Yeah, like I, I know that there's one, one cinema in Leeds that does. Or Keithley maybe that does that, but I, I wouldn't want it. No, like I, no, I, it's I really like annoying. going from, like I, I'm, I say one of the few people, but one of the few people that I know that watched Zack Snyder's Justice League, <laughs> or like yeah. over four hours on no, no j- j- just short of four hours, all the way through. What, what did you watch? Zack Snyder's. Snyder's uh, Justice League. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, no, not for I you. didn't think it'd be your thing. But... I don't even know what that is. So. <laughs> it's Batman and Superman. If it's not in the eighties, then I probably don't know it. 
No. Well, Batman's from the well, he's not from the eighties, but anyway, mm. we digress. We don't. Um, we do. I don't. I don't even know what to talk about. I, I want to know what Anna's questions are. I want to know Anna's yeah. points. I yeah. want to know which bits made you laugh because I think I think tonally this film, and it's another reason why I think this is the best one of the three. That it's it is that sort of hero's journey. It's going from one place to another, but I think mm-hmm. it does a really good job of starting off with something that's quite light and breezy. You know, it's it is a birthday party at the start, and this character, and oh look, here's a wizard who makes fireworks, and children really like it. And oh look, now we've met two friends who tell jokes and steal things from farmers and get into all kinds of mischief over drinks in a pub. And over the course of the film, I think it does quite a good job of going from lighthearted and jokey to now we're talking serious, and now it's a little bit more serious again, and the consequence starts mm. to kick in a little bit more. I think um, I think I know what Anna's funny line. I bet you don't. Oh, well, my funny line is okay. Yeah. Go, what do you think it is? I think it's going to be when they're in the pub, and no. Mary or Pippin—I can't remember which one it is—comes back and says, "They come in pints." <laughs> no. It's just like the fact that he's never seen a pint before, and he's just got no. like this huge thing. What was the name? Because in my head, the name of the pub. Okay, I know this is completely wrong, but in my head, it's. Something like, oh no, I know I'm so wrong. Something like the pesky pony. <laughs> you are close. The, the what is it? Prancing pony, pony not the pesky. Sort of makes sense for a pony, not doesn't a pesky it? Pony. Yeah. Although pesky pony is great. <laughs> yeah, I like that. No, but that wasn't that wasn't the line. Maybe I'll save it for later on the oh. final thoughts. Okay. 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 But, what, um, them? what were they? I guess they're not really questions. Okay, no. So the bit that I thought that I was amused by, which I don't think I was supposed to be amused by, was the fight between um, Gandalf and oh shit, Christopher Lee. What's his character? Oh yeah, Saruman. Yeah. No, okay. So I mean, I just thought, hang on a minute. There's it just <laughs> all you could see was like these a couple of pensioners with like long grey hair being like <laughs> lobbed about this room, and I just found that whole thing. Quite amusing. I'll I'll, I'll agree with you there because it's it's and really silly. It's when he's spinning him round. Yeah, it's just all this like, grey hair flying about all over the place. It's like he's a a child at a, at a wedding <laughs> that's trying to do break dancing. I'm so yeah. glad you said that. Have either of yeah. you um, watched or subscribed, as I have, to um, the movie pitch screen rant on YouTube? Oh no. Oh, you should definitely go and watch the Lord of the Rings one after having seen this because I love this film, but I love that thing. And uh, I'm not—I'm sure that no one's listening from there. But shout out to Ryan George who does it because it's really good. But there's a bit where he's talking about it and he goes, and then Gandalf and Saruman fight, and it's like, oh no, what happens? Saruman makes Gandalf break dance. Oh no, that's very rude. <laughs> it's like... Well, that, I'm so glad that you said that because that's what I thought. I was just thinking, oh my god, this is so ridiculous. Yeah. Just grey hair flying about all over the place. But one of the other questions was, so, I don't know, maybe I just wasn't paying attention, which is pretty standard. But sort of later on, throughout this whole journey, um, the bits that Gandalf is involved in, mm-hmm. there are situations where, so he's got these powers, yeah. and there are situations where surely he could use these powers to get them out of these sticky situations. Mm-hmm. Like... um. Uh, well, was it like when um, I think when they were on the mountain in the snow, and I feel like he could have done he could have done something to help them. And then the other bit where they're all sort of fighting that um, that monster that's chained up, and he's just kind of standing there whilst they're all like, you know, Orlando Bloom is like shooting arrows, and he Gandalf is just chilling out in the background. Surely he could have used his powers to kind of do something productive. Have I got this wrong? Was I just not paying attention? No, I, th- I think you're right, and I think like he, at the beginning he has all these powers; he can do all kinds of shit, but he can't sort of help these poor chaps out with this poor monster, which <laughs> is pain around his neck, by the way. And I just felt bad for him. Do you know what? Of course, I, you felt bad. Yeah, for this this is the issue. I feel like as a little trio, even though we've never actually spent any time together in person, I feel like we've bonded so much that when I was watching <laughs> that fight scene, I went. I know what Anna's going to say about this. She's I've got, gonna other, I've got other animal troll. troll. 
I did feel bad for him. And I felt bad for those horses that had like blood running down their hooves. Yeah, I knew the horses would get you as well. Guaranteed that'll oh, happen. Also... But you don't give a shit about Boromir. <laughs> no, that's not. gonna I don't really think it is. That's how much I don't yeah. give a shit. But <laughs> when it comes to the black uh, see, I nearly gave it away. So the um the the guys on the bloody horses. Yep. There's mm. a bit where one of the little guys, maybe um, Pippin, I don't know, Pippin, is that his name? Somebody Pippin says something, and I feel like he says, he says something like about the black rider. I just don't mm. think you could get away with saying that now. <laughs> you you can, it's fine. You definitely can, because he's just describing the fact he that... He says, oh, that black is... rider does this. I but, don't think you could get away with it now. But it, it's like if you saw someone ride past you on a horse wearing just red. You couldn't see their face. You couldn't see their hands. You couldn't see anything about them. What What would you say? Would you be... Oh, that, that's Frankie the Tory. That's Frankie de Tory. Go, that's Frankie de Tory. <laughs> and frankly, that's more offensive. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's so small. Yeah, exactly. But no, I just, I don't know. And then directly under that note I had... The noises of these horses remind me of raptors. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I wonder if they use the same noise. Possibly. The squealing noise. To look into. Mm. That is something. Whether there's like one of those audio files they use on all films for monsters. Yeah, they sounded really, really similar. And I know that with Jurassic Park, they to make those dinosaur noises, they used like a crazy combination of things like um, like a lion mixed with a crocodile mixed with an elephant, something like that, to make dinosaurs. Yeah. Wondered if they um they might have had some mates who used the same form. I don't know. My my main point is going to be because I feel like I have to go on. It's not really a rant, but a kind of a thing. Okay. Lord of the Rings. Half an hour later. Come on. It's Frodo. It's got one eye bigger than the other. Frodo is a moron. <laughs> if it wasn't for Samwise, mm-hmm. Frodo would be dead in this film. Yep. Hail Not Shana. just Sam, but other people as well. Mm-hmm. Like he is the luckiest Hobbit. Yep. And he's just—he's an idiot. Like he's taken and battering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the thing in the in the pub. Fair enough. It's a bit unfortunate that the ring falls on his finger whilst it's a great shot. Yeah. But it is unfortunate. But there are times where he's just like, could just put it on. Yeah. Just totally. No. Like the bit with when they're under the tree roots and Frankie de Tori is a Yeah, that's what that's Um, that's what I think of it. Yeah. Oh, for God's sake, that bit pissed me off. That that bit pissed me off. That's such an iconic shot. He does fine, doesn't he? But Mm. I mean feel like it's a very obvious place for them to be this is one of those things though and i'm going to go back to the multicolored rider i'm going to go back to some of your questions because i think in the world of tolkien in the books not just lord of the rings but all of his books it doesn't quite operate on the same level so like the black riders they aren't really there but they are there because due to the the story they're almost like spirit like ghosts with a shape so, so it's never necessary. I was really worried when they got wiped out by the wave. I was a bit upset. Yeah. You know, you were on their side up until that point. They were yeah. good guys. They were just trying to do their job in difficult circumstances. Um, yeah. So so they're kind of there, but they're not there. So whether they can see is up for debate, which is why Gandalf's like, you must never put the ring on because that's the thing they can sense. So yeah. it's like the T-Rex. If you don't move, the T-Rex can't see you. But if you do move, the T-Rex is coming for you. Second you put that ring on, they know where you are, which is why. Okay, because I'm glad you said that because I was confused about whether it was a good thing to put the ring on or whether it was a bad thing to put the ring on. No, it, bad thing. It's a bad oh, thing. It, a bad it was thing. a bad thing, right? Yeah. And then to okay. go back to I Gandalf. It was, yeah. and, and this is the difference between The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. Um, both the films, um, we won't dwell but the books as well in the in the hobbit gandalf is a bit like trump card it's like we're in trouble what are we going to do boom gandalf but that's because yeah. the hobbit is for kids and you need a, a way out yeah gandalf x machina how are we going to escape from this bang wizard <laughs> it's like oh great wizard we did it um we're in another situation wizard whereas 
in Lord of the Rings, it's a bit more high stakes. Does he, does so, he come back? He's, is he I'm dead? He's not, not going to tell you. Not going to tell you what happens to Gandalf. Yeah. Um, so it? with the troll, yeah, he probably could have done more, but he was probably stabbing some goblins in the face on the other side of the room. Yeah, but he wasn't though. I wasn't because I saw him. Oh, well, I'm going to go back and watch it. And he was just he was just like standing there. He was standing there smoking. He just yeah, got his pipe. Go. Yeah, I yeah. need to re- like. I will admit, I I didn't watch it all again for this. You did? Oh yeah, yeah. Because I've seen it so many times that it nice. was like, and I just ran out of time and was just like, but so I'm and I'm, I'm gonna rewatch the rest of it and I'll look out for what Gandalf's doing in that That's scene. Nice. I, I also lie. can say, yeah. right? So, what, Ian McKellen? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. All, all I'll say, and because Rach asked this when we watched um, Fellowship, Gandalf the Grey. I thought it was great. De- definitely dies. Yeah. Well, so you've just given it away now. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Not so really. I'll probably go and watch the others. But, but who knows? You need to die. You, you, need, to, you need to die. That's very. Oh, wow, Joe. You, got <laughs> you need to watch them. Because the rest. I mean, especially because you, you, um, you've only kind of just seen Gollum as well, haven't you? That's like, and Gollum's the best. Andy Serkis still gets a credit, which I thought was amazing, considering that literally, um, and no one listening to this can see, but I'll just mime his action. He literally goes, "That's it." Hands you do hear his voice though, because he says Baggins. Oh, uh, yeah. Shire. Shire. yeah. Um, you are right. You are right. Gollum Go- is definitely worth the watch for the rest of the films alone. So alone he's, he's back in the other ones then. And and also Aragorn, if you're looking for like, what's the word? Eye candy. Mm-hmm. When he pushes the doors open. Oh, that bit is epic. And he's got like the long hair dripping. Oh, honestly, my it's ovaries shaked. Mm-hmm. Whenever I Sorry? push open a double door, that's the image I like to think I'm presenting. I, I, I can imagine that. Yeah, yeah. And to um, go back to your second question, I'm going to go back quickly. Um, Gandalf and the mountain and the thing. It comes mm-hmm. back to, to power because he's fighting against Christopher okay. Lee. Why do people cast Christopher Lee as a villain? Honestly, he's such a nice, likeable guy. Dracula, <laughs> all that stuff. Um, uh, because I actually thought it was someone else for ages. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> um, re- no, you know what? It's um, uh, I don't know if you are into old Dracula films, but I thought it was Frank Langella, which is a ridiculous. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, I know um, what you mean. I know what you mean. I kind of thought it was him, but then I think I just got confused with my Dracula history. Well, that's okay. It's a good thing. He, I mean, that's a rich backstory in of itself. Um, but Christopher Lee is senior to Ian McKellen, so he's more powerful, and that's not just like a oh, he's more powerful because. They needed him to be, but in the the canon of Lord of the Rings and Tolkien, he just is. So, yeah. um, no matter what Gandalf does, Saruman's better. And, okay. and, and it's he, important to say that they were mates, weren't they? At one point, yeah, they were yeah. The same size. And this, and this goes back to Joe's thing about power and the desire for power and and what it does to characters in this story, because the nine riders, the Black Riders, at one point were all kings. They were kings of nine different kingdoms who were given these magical rings, hence Lord of the Rings, and it just utterly corrupted them and made them into what they are in these films. They're slaves and servants to, you know, the villain. And and the premise is that the same thing has happened to Saruman, that he was once the wisest, noblest of all of the wizards and now he's become a thrall for someone else, and in doing so, has lost his integrity. Which is why Gandalf's so good, in the sense that in that scene in in Bag End, when um, Frodo offers him the ring, and he's like, "Don't tempt me," mm. because he knows if he succumbed to that power with his wizardry power as well, then it's sort of like he would be like unstoppable. Mm. So it's like his self-awareness and just be like and and that comes up with other characters later on in the film, I guess. 
mm. but the idea of how how long can you can you hold on? Mm. And that's uh, and and again with Aragorn, yeah, it's just like I, I can't remember because I didn't watch it again, but like. Is it, is it this one where he closes his, his hand? It is, yeah. And, yeah. It says, and it's yeah. just a beautiful moment that it's just like, and especially the comparison between him and Boromir, mm. who is basically a, a wet paper bag with a sword. Oh, I'm going to I'm gonna come back at you on that one. Oh. because, um, And I'm going to tell you why. Um, because I do have the extended editions, because we were talking about this earlier. I have seen them, and I've seen them regularly. And actually, that's just what I watched because I couldn't get the film anywhere else, and so and also I wanted to watch the extended ones because I like them. Um, but the extended films, both the first one and the, the next two as well, have two or three scenes in them, and it completely changes your understanding of Boromir as a character. And yeah. I'm I'm not saying that lightly. Um, <clears throat> and this is why actually I think it's really interesting with film in general when you've got that director's cut or that extended edition or something that fleshes it out in a way that the studio were like, oh, no, we don't want this for runtime. Because first time I watched Lord of the Rings, I was like, oh, Boromir, what a skis. You know, because um, just like, yeah, I'm here. I've got a sword and a shield. Oh, I'm going to try and steal the ring. But secretly, I'm Sean Bean, so I have to die. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but actually, when you watch the extended editions all the way through, you understand why that's such an issue for him. Like, and why, why, when he goes, oh, but we've got to defend Gondor, and we've got to defend all of my people, and we've got to, you understand why that's his viewpoint, and that actually he's not evil, and he's not a wet paper blanket, paper blanket, a wet paper bag, who's just <laughs> like, I mean, a wet paper blanket would be even worse, if we're going to be honest. Um, and actually, that is a battle for him that he wants it and he needs it, but he knows he shouldn't take it, but he wants it and he needs it. And that's so why I'm going to chip in with that. If you can no, find the, if you can find the missing scene somewhere. I've, I've definitely seen them before. Like me and my university friends watched all three extended edition, one after another, whilst nice. playing Lord of the Rings Risk. Oh, nice. I am cool like that. Are you? Hey. That's but that was, that was 10 years ago, so that was the last time I watched the extended editions. If you can get them, then definitely give it a go, because I think this is something that I made notes on. I'm trying not to just like fanboy out over the fact it's Lord of the Rings and Tolkien. Um, and I'm going to cut back to Anna in a minute, and she's got more questions, because it's always good fun. Um, but actually, I think the pacing and the characterization in these films are really good. Like, I think, like... But I think there are things where it kind of misses the mark depending on what version you watch. So, like, for me, I came away from watching it and I, they're all really well-rounded. But then, obviously, with you saying, oh, but he feels like a bit of an empty character who's just there to give in to temptation at the end. Yeah. Which obviously changes what you take away as a viewer, doesn't it? Hmm. Um, but, yeah, that was just, that was just a, a point, a thought. Um, Anna, did you have more questions? Anything else you wanted to say? I feel like we're putting all of our focus onto <laughs> you, um, which is no bad thing. No, well, they're not really questions. They're just um, observations, I suppose. Go for it. Um, they're just really silly little things, obviously, because it's me. But um, um, I can't think of them. I wanted, um, I wanted there to be... I don't know if it's because I'm a girl, but I'm, as you guys know, I'm not a very girly girl, but I wanted mm -hmm. a bit more of a, and I don't know if this happens in the next two, but I wanted a bit more of a, a romance with um, Liv Tyler and what's-his-face, we go. Um, is, are they both in the other movies? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They are? So does something, because that was nice, and I, she wasn't in it very often, and I was hoping she would, because <laughs> quite frankly, I love her dad. <laughs> yeah, more no, than no, anyone except I've Elvis. forgotten to make that connection actually with this yeah um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, think, I don't i don't want to ruin anything but but yeah they're in they're in the the other two i and just I think, think that would have like a bit more of that would have been would have been good and actually i think um without trying to spoil anything i think thematically that's a much bigger part of the third one yeah okay yeah so definitely okay. stick with it. I will. I will have to watch them yeah, at some point. Watch the extended edition because, like, 
the extended third one's like almost five hours, I think. <laughs> it's to be five honest, hours? they're only they're only a little bit longer than the theater edits, but yeah, no points. No, 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 no. They're like forty minutes longer. Yeah, that's only a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but most extended editions, I've seen one one extended edition where it was like an extra seven minutes of footage. Mm. Like mm. that's not an extended. No. That's you, just you found, you found a couple found some, of scenes. You found a couple of scenes and decided to put them in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um extended is um run at time. I love the fact that the first thing is always searched is length. It's always so, <laughs> Lord of yes, yeah, so fellowship is three hours forty eight. Um, yeah, that's what I got. That's what I thought it was. No, but that's not on now TV. Okay, but when I put uh, when I got it up on the screen, you, that's sure what you it didn't said. get it from Amazon. No, it was now TV because I oh, think I've got I've Amazon. You had to maybe they have, unless they have external editions on. TV. Maybe yeah. I watched it on Box and Broadcasts. No, I, I swear it was now TV. Oh. Well, it's looking like Anna's watched the extended ones. This is yes. either way. Is... I've watched it. So sharp. Yeah, uh, two towers is three hours forty-three. After my nap, oh, no, yeah, yeah, it's it's just that it's over four hours. So it's four hours eleven. Is Return of the King? You know, there's um. Oh my god! I just heard myself then. Yeah, I heard you twice. It was kind of great and terrible. Yeah. It was like the bit with Kate Blanchett where is she goes spooky. <laughs> God, be a queen. So <laughs> <laughs> um, you know those. Uh, I, can you tell me if there's a name for the things that? Uh, okay, so this is the only way I can describe them because I'm not paying attention mm-hmm. to find out what their names were. Yeah. But the things that looked like a mixture between the new Pennywise and monkeys, goblins. I don't know. They look what? so similar to, um, I don't know, like sort of the second half. And they look like kind of AP monkey things, but their faces look like they had clown makeup and they kind of had these yellow eyes that look like. Oh, you're um, talking the, about Orakai. The, the new Pennywise. Oh, what are they called? Orakai. U R A K hyphen. So they've got like a white, white hand on their face. Well, they totally look like Pennywise. The yeah. new Pennywise, obviously not the good Pennywise. Yeah, it's it's the white hand. It's to denote that they're from um, their ceremonies um, or soldiers, because there's the white hand, and that's what his. I wasn't sure if they were supposed to kind of look like clowns because they did have like a clownish face. I'm gonna no. no when I watch it again, I'm not gonna be able to think of anything else. You're like. just gonna be able to see the dancing. Just, just, just. <laughs> no, they really looked like. Um, Hiya, Frodo. <laughs> stupid, stupid new Pennywise, which is not the old Pennywise. I, but yeah, I think that makes like... I think that was just the yellow eyes and the white makeup. No, they didn't. Yeah, yeah they they look so similar. Is it because they They're got like the, the pointy teeth? The as big well. one's called Lurts, isn't he? Go, yeah. go, go back, go back and look at it, and then look at. I don't even know what that kid's name was. Who was the new Pennywise? There's about five of them. Five yeah, yeah there's quite a few. There's a lot of big Swedish family. Um, mm. Talking of uh, Pennywise monkey clowns, um, I feel like this is more at Joe, but should we talk about the demise of Boromir, the breaking of the fellowship? Shall we discuss the end of this bit? Because obviously, is we're that talking Sean about. Bean? That is Sean Bean. Um, yeah. We're talking about a film. That is the, fir- the first. <laughs> he never does. Um, it is the first third in a trilogy. So I was I was thinking about this just from a, a writing point of view. You kind of have to wrap stuff up, but leave stuff open for development later down the line. And and I thought there were a few really good ways that they did that and touched on. Well, we'll talk about that in a moment. But let's just let's just do narrative talk. Sean Bean, Boromir. Honestly. Heartbroken when I first watched it. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I don't think, um, and especially as like yes, I was like, I, I'm not like a massive hater of Boromir, even with like the theatrical version, because he does redeem himself, and it's that like and actually the the kind of it feels like 
he's just kind of given into temptation and we've all been there where you kind of you do something and then you kind of wake up afterwards and you kind of go oh i probably shouldn't have done that and then you backtrack and it's like yeah i don't i don't deserve several hours arrows in my chest <laughs> no. um, but yeah and he, he fought valiantly but it's just like yeah yeah, it's just it's just really sad. I agree. I agree. I think um, as as a piece of the story, but also as a piece of cinema, I love the fact that when he gets hit by the arrows, it goes silent just for that mm. sort of one second. And I I remember watching it for the first time, and I remember watching it yesterday, and it doesn't lose any impetus. You are just like, oh, it's like you can feel the arrow yourself. Like, mm. oh, this is like heroes don't die. Heroes aren't meant to die in films; they're meant to make it all the way through to the end, aren't they? And um, and yeah, I think you're completely right about the the temptation and immediate regret, and then it's almost like a redemptive arc in ten minutes, isn't it? Mm. But the bit that I was going to talk about was the bit where he's they they sort of find him and he's there, and um, there's a bit where he says he says something like they took the little ones. And I think my sister, Aww. every time she watches the film, does that. She's like, Aww. it's like, oh, my, I'm going to cry. And you kind of go, yeah, that's just a good piece of cinema right there. <laughs> I like it. In in Lego think. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I played that relatively recently. I love Lego games. I do too. I'm with you. <laughs> have, you have you played Lego Lord of the Rings? Of you do. know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Is the, the, the third arrow that goes into Boromir is a chicken <laughs> and it's like but but it um I, I hope that it is a nod to um hot shots part de yeah where he has that chicken arrow thing and it was just i don't, like, I, I don't know why i needed to bring it up but it's, it's, it's just good it. it's just good it's um it's great it's great. What I love about Lord of the Rings as well, um, as much as anything, is how many little stories there are of just how they tried to kill Viggo Mortensen on set as well. Which I don't oh. know if you know about any of these. Anna, you might not because you're kind of new to the franchise, but you mm-hmm. might because you've got some connections. No. But that final fight when Sean Bean's down and out and he's about to be killed and then Aragorn turns up and fights the uh, the that enemy. That was nice. That was, that was. But there were at least, I think there was, there's a bit where the orc throws a knife at him and he bats it away like it's baseball. Mm. That mm-hmm. was a, that was a real knife. They got the props mixed up. It's like, no. it's like, yeah, you can't just, you can't just throw weapons at your leading actors in films yeah. anyway. Not the 1940s. <laughs> well, didn't that happen to, um, what's his face in The Crow? Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, it mm. does happen. But, but this um, is actually, point. that it, scene. Oh yeah, go on. Sorry. Go on. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, um, I found that scene quite confusing because I, I think from a, from a distance they look really similar, and I didn't know who was who. Mm. They both have this kind of <laughs> sexy, sweaty, dripping long brown hair, and yeah. I didn't know who was who, and I didn't want either of them to die because they both fit. Mm. Well, it, it it almost wasn't Viggo Mortensen. No. It was it. Um, I'm just looking now. Um, original. It was a whole cast of people, wasn't it? The guy they cast immediately before Viggo Mortensen is an actor called Stuart Townsend. That's the one. Who I can't right. remember why I he's. Know that name. Yeah, he's in. Yeah, he's. Things. You would um, recognise him. Why well, do I know that name? He was in um, Queen of the Damned, which I, I think. Mm-hmm, he was. Yeah. I don't think um, it's one of them things where either you've seen him. Um, oh, yeah. um, a movie? It is. It's based on Anne Rice's novel. Uh, Anne Rice, yeah, yeah. 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 I think I have. He was also in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. He was. Um, as who? He as... was Dorian Gray. Yeah, he was Dorian Gray. No, no, no. Dorian Gray. I went to uni with him. Oh, no, that was the movie Dorian Gray. Yeah. He was in Beyond Flux. Okay. Um, yeah, other than that, not really many. <laughs> Credits. Apparently, he wasn't in. Oh no, yeah, he wasn't in Queen of the Damned. Yeah, yeah, he played Lestat in mm. uh, Queen of the Damned. Vampire Lestat. The Vampire oh. Lestat. I know. I know. What a but babe. 
<laughs> but there were a few people who got the nod. Viggo Mortensen was super last minute. And I don't think I, was that his big first film? He'd been in, I think, a few things, but it was probably his big, big first film. And he only took yeah. the part because his son was reading Lord of the Rings at the time and basically said, if you don't do it, then I don't think we can be friends anymore. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so he did it. And he turned out to be... Um, yeah, there was... I don't know if Joe would have seen this last year. You know when Josh Gad was doing all his Zoom calls for yeah, film yeah. catch-up? Excuse did me, you... I watched all of them. Did you watch the Lord of the Rings one then? I did, because of Sean Astin. Because Of course, of course. And I think it was in that Viggo Mortensen said he, he flew out. He, you know, he got into... That he got on onto the set, he got made up, he got everything. The first scene that he filmed was the one on top of Weathertop, where he fights, where Frodo gets stabbed and he fights off the ring rates. Mm. And he was, I think he was told afterwards, he said, that was the clip they were taking back to the studio to prove that the project was viable. And he was going, so literally, I took a job and my first scene was the one that was going to make or break the movie, the entire franchise. Yeah. And it was like, pressure. This is a lot of pressure, <laughs> but he was really good. Perfect yeah, for the it role, was I his think. first kind of big, 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 big film. But he was also in um, Green Book, Carlito's Way before that, and he was in Leatherface, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> three. Yes, he was. As Edward Tex Sawyer. Just some cheeky um, redneck, some hillbilly. And Anna's back in play. Yeah. yeah. So I, no, but I, I did see him. I saw him in Green Book and I thought he was amazing. And Green Book is a brilliant mm. film. If anybody hasn't seen it, they need to yeah, see it. Give it a watch. Give it a watch. It's so um, good. Now, Anna, did you have any favourite moments in the film? I'm going to ask Joe the same question. But did you have any favourite moments? I mean, I actually really enjoyed the opening scene. Mm-hmm. Well, I liked the battle scene and... I don't know. I know it shouldn't have done, but it reminds me of Troy. And then I started thinking about Eric Banner. And, oh, but um, but I did everywhere. enjoy like the um, um, the fireworks. That was like a dragon and turned into fireworks. That was really cool. Yeah. But yeah. my um, I like I liked the music as well. It was mm-hmm. very Celtic, panpipey, flutey, and actually there were so many moments where it sounded like the the soundtrack to Titanic. Yeah. Very simple. Yeah. And yeah. I suddenly expected to be in like a submersible down in the north atlantic <laughs> looking looking at the titanic it was really really similar it grabbed you even though titanic would have been what uh maybe about five years earlier but um, it was definitely yeah, similar probably, probably. couple of couple of years earlier seven maybe yeah and this i think they started filming in 99 and was released yeah it was really, it was really similar i don't know if it was any of the same people but mm. yeah A friend of mine said the other day that he listens to the soundtrack quite often. He's a teacher. He said if he's trying to get his Mm. class to work, he'll just put the soundtrack on. And that's Mm. just what his kids get to listen to. But he also said, which I I was thinking about when I I rewatched the film, he said if he could go back in time and well not back in time, if he could rewatch any film like he'd never seen it before from scratch, this is the film he'd pick. He said, if I could go, he said, if I could go to the cinema now and watch this for the first time, that's, that's what I would do. Yeah, but that's because he's never seen Killer Sofa. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, so, I've not, I mean, I've not told him. I've I'm not still him. not sure I have, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a metaphysical question. Can any of us really say that we've seen Killer Sofa? Uh, it's a state of mind. It's a state of mind. Um, Joe. Have a killer sofa. Oh, we all do. We all do. The Dibbuk, it's after us all. Um, Joe, <laughs> did you have any favourite bits in this film? Um, all the action. Just they do it really well, <laughs> yeah. basically. But I think my favourite moment is uh, the Gates of Argonath. Yeah. It's just m- magical, which for Anna, who's probably going, what the hell is he on about? Um, is the two, is the river with the two kings... With their arm, the statues, their arms out. With their arms out, and it's just like amazing. I just think th- that that to me is like proper fantasy, mm. and it just like it brings me into a world, and and that's and and that's partly why like 
I I dislike. Well, maybe I need to rewatch them, but I dislike the Hobbit films. Yeah, so much <clears throat> because in the Fellowship of the Ring in two thousand and one. Yep. We're able to, to get things like that and you go, wow. Mm-hmm. And then they just went backwards. CGI mad. Yeah, it just went CGI mad and it's just like, it looks worse. Yeah, like, agreed. It looks massively worse, but that's not the point of today's podcast. No, no. Uh, we'll, I feel yeah. like we'll have to do just our own Tolkien spin-off special at some point when Anna's watched all yeah. three. and just Well, no, about... I was going to ask if how how is it the same cast i don't know anything about the hobbit is it any of the so same the cast is a, pre- or is... is a prequel yeah okay uh, and you know bilbo so mm-hmm. the, they reference it in this mm. so um what's it called because frodo says the things says to gandalf like but basically mm. says something and he goes if you're referring to the incident to the, with, with the, the dragon, dragon I was barely involved, and it's um, so it's essentially a prequel with Bilbo. How he gets the well, it's not about how he gets the ring, but he gets. It shows how he gets the ring. Mm. Essentially, they have to steal. It's it's essentially a heist film. It's a heist film, a high fantasy oh. heist film. Um, but yeah, they oh, have to the go Hobbit. in. Yeah, and so, uh... Bilbo's hired as a thief to go in to take. Um, a um, a got a, a dwarf. Um, what's it? Like, like a dwarf king, something. They need to get the the stone. The yeah, king's the stone jewel. that is being guarded by the dragon Smaug, played by. But actually, the only good thing in that film, huh. played brilliantly by um, Benedict Cumberbatch. Um. But yeah, it's it's a prequel. But a, mm. a lot of the monsters, like a lot of the monsters, a lot of the battle scenes are all CGI. To be fair, no, the best thing in that film is um, is Bilbo Martin Freeman. It's Martin Freeman who is brilliant, yeah. and he's basically doing the Martin Freeman thing of he's he's basically Arthur Dent, but in yeah, um, in lots yeah. of rings. He's just a comp- yeah. I mean, you should definitely. I think you should, they're worth a watch. I think Lord of the Rings trounces them every single time. Yeah. But it's it's good if you've got younger children and you're trying to get them into Tolkien as a first port of call. Mm-hmm. And and actually, what they do very well in this film again, um, again, just something that I noticed rewatching it is that every scene with Ian Holm as Bilbo kind of references the hobbit he's writing his book and Mm -hmm. in that world his book is the book the hobbit yeah but it's you know there and back again a hobbit's tale has got a slightly different title and then you know they're talking about bilbo's birthday and gandalf says the incident with the dragon blah 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 and they do a really good job of basically going if you know you know what we're talking about this is what his book is this is how he found the ring this is what gandalf did before this is what's gone on but do you know what if you don't know your enjoyment of this film isn't going to be any less for not knowing and yeah and actually that's something i think they do fantastically well throughout um the screenwriters that it takes you on an adventure it paints a world it does what it needs to do but it doesn't go are you a tolkien nerd well this film is not for you then which I think is quite impressive given that there is about 77 years worth of Tolkien reading material out there in the ether somewhere. I don't know how anyone's, I don't know if anyone's ever read it all or if they've had time. Um, But yeah. Mm. It's all there. It's all there. Um, Now we have been talking, I think for just over an hour. Just under under an hour. Just under an hour. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, So let's, let's bring this in. I want to know what bits made Anna laugh before we throw some scores out. Yeah. So, Anna, back to you. Nobody tosses a dwarf. <laughs> yes. Of course it's that. Of Why course it that? is. Why did you... <laughs> <laughs> that can... was my favourite bit. Yeah. Doesn't he say, don't tell the elf? No, that's... Or is that... Oh. Well... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. That's the only bit I can think of that made me, apart yeah, from the um, the pensioner 
punch in a breakdancing scene. <laughs> uh, I quite enjoyed that. Right. But he says it so seriously. Nobody tosses Nobody a wolf. Tosses Not a wolf, a dwarf. A wolf. Yeah, yeah don't yeah, toss a wolf. a wolf either. Yeah, that's also good advice. For what about a don't toss a dwarf. Nice, nice. Oh, I'm going to have to go watch it just for that scene. Um, <laughs> so what score are you going to give it, Anna? It's maybe second I'll time watching it, but what are you going to go for? Um, I'll give it... Uh, you want 0.5 again, don't you? I do. Um, thing is, so I did enjoy it, but I probably wouldn't watch it again. Um, unless I was with like a group of people that we all watched it together as like a bit of you know an event. Yeah. So I, I feel bad giving it a seven. I oh, should give it an bad. eight, but um, I'd give it a, a good a high seven. It's okay. Seven with a thumbs up. Yeah. Nice, nice. Um, Joe, how about you? What are you gonna score? It? Um, I'm gonna give it an eight. An eight. Nice. See, I'm going to go all out on this. And I'm going to give it a 10. This oh, is going to be my 10. I knew you were going to do that. I was going to give it a 9. And then I thought, I'm going to turn into that person who argues 9.5. And yeah. then I, I was just thinking, no, I made Joe commit to 10 the other day. So I'm just going to commit. None of us allowed halves. So. No, exactly. Wait, did I commit to a 10 the other day? What did I commit to? I think you did. Was it Finding Nemo? Oh, of course it was, yeah, 10. You, you were like, um, maybe... 9.5 and it's like no 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 so i'm gonna i'm gonna take the same jump i made you take and yeah no that, that that's fair and i think i've i think i've rated this one fairly against finding nemo because there are bits in it like you say it's, it's a little bit long yeah like, i it, think it that's me i think that's the um, way through but that's actually a point because i did want to make the point not a point but i wanted to talk about i know we haven't got much time but Relating to what we're studying now in our masters is could this have worked as a series? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it would have been better as a series, actually. I I actually am inclined to agree. I mm. think this is the kind of thing that would be absolutely. What? Me and Dan agree. Oh, we agree all the time when no one's listening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when there's Even no me. proof that you and I actually get on quite well, you know, no one's ever around to listen. Um, I, I completely agree. But do you want to yeah. unpack that for a second? No. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I just think I, it would. I think it would have been like my tension would have been kept way more, and I would have been, you know, you could they could have done some pretty good cliffhangers, and mm. I would have been wanting to see more rather than it drawn out as three really long movies. They could have made, you know, like um, Game of Thrones, yeah. like made a good party long series. Yeah. I'm, I think I read this and also it's what I would say anyway. So I'm going to go out on a limb here with this. This film franchise and this film in particular changed the way society views and accepts fantasy as a genre. So when they pitched it originally the first studio they went to wanted something ridiculous like they wanted all of lord of the rings which is a huge it's i mean it's a book made up of six books but they wanted all of the lord of the rings made into one movie oh god or they wanted it not all made into possible to do yeah that. not physically possible and i think peter jackson was always like no and then maybe somebody was like oh maybe you could have two movies and he was like no and then they found, it, I think... It, it, like, when it was two movies, I remember, like, seeing where he'd said, well, where would you put... Where yeah. would you put... Where, where would you stop it? Yeah. Precisely. Which doesn't make sense. Precisely. You know, you've got a trilogy... You've got... Even though it's six books, it is technically also breakable into three. You've got a trilogy, so make a trilogy. And it's only because, I think, New Line Cinema and Peter Jackson found a happy medium together that they got three... And Lord of the Rings as a movie franchise proved to be such a success that it changed the way people view fantasy. Now, I am entirely in agreement that Lord of the Rings would be much better as three miniseries with 10 episodes each yeah. because yeah. you could pack so much. But the mm -hmm. trouble is, in 1999, you would have been laughed out of the studio. Yeah. Because they didn't really of... exist, did they? No. And this is the thing we've only got Game of Thrones as a society 
in the way that Game of Thrones is because of what Peter Jackson did with yeah. Lord of the Rings. Because, 100%. so I, it's weird because you kind of go, actually, Game of Thrones, if they do that, and they are making a Lord of the Rings series, aren't they? Amazon are making a, not a Lord of the Rings series, sorry, they're making a Tolkien series. They're being really vague about where it is and what it is. They are making one at the minute, which just yeah. goes to prove 20 years later, yeah, the so audience and the market. Yeah, um, something from the back catalogue. But um, if you made Lord of the Rings as a miniseries, it would probably go down as just like the miniseries, wouldn't it? Mm. I think yeah. if you get enough of a fan base with anything, then anything's possible. Mm. No, I completely agree. I completely agree. And and I think this is the joy of learning about all this stuff now and thinking about all of this stuff now that you kind of go, oh, you could see the potential. Yeah. But, Actually, it's so you can only see the potential for stuff like this because of what this film did. Mm-hmm. It's almost like its own Achilles heel. It's so good that only this film would have made it possible for this film to be better. Yeah, which is weird as a sentence. Yeah, I didn't really. Well, I didn't think about it that how kind of in- innovative f- for its time it would mm. have been. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, it was utterly unique. Yeah. 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 Which. Cool. Um, Okay. I, I have a final thought. Come on. I don't. I'm going to leave it in the very uh, capable hands of Gandalf the Grey. Oh, go on. When Frodo said, especially because I feel like it, um, it perfectly illustrates our lives at the minute in the world, and I want to give it to you. Okay, so, so hang on, hang on. Before we do that then, let's say our farewells. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us on this adventure. Joe, over to yourself and Gandalf the Grey. So Frodo says to Gandalf, I wish the ring had never come to me. I wish none of this had happened. And Gandalf replies, So do all who live to see such times, but that is not for us to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that's been given to us. (laughs) 